Welcome to Good Enough Creative, a podcast for creative people. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Marie Green, and this week we're talking about faking it, or rather not faking it. I know you've heard that saying, fake it till you make it, right? To me, that means put on a brave face, pretend like you're not nervous, and just do it. And while I think there's a lot of wisdom there, I don't think that message resonates with everyone. Does it resonate with you? Not only that, but when it comes to creativity, faking it can be a little bit challenging. You can't really fake painting a portrait or writing a novel. You just do it or you don't do it. This weekend, I was at an entrepreneur event in San Diego, California, and someone said, it's not fake it till you make it. You just make it till you make it. I I think it was Rachel Hollis who said it. And if you don't know Rachel, she's a New York Times bestselling author and a total dynamite. I was super inspired by everything she had to say. But unfortunately for me and for you, I didn't jot down who said it. I'm pretty sure it was her. But it really got me thinking about what it means to keep moving forward, even when you're not sure. I want you to think about something for a minute. When is the last time you felt unsure about something? How did you handle it? Did feeling uncertain cause you to lose momentum or stop altogether? Have you abandoned any activities or projects because you got stuck? Because, hey, we all get stuck. Maybe you hit that chapter in your book where you wrote your character into a corner and you can't figure out how to get them out. Or maybe you just realized your sweater has three sleeves, which sounds impossible, but I literally just met someone who did this, so it can happen. Whatever it is, getting stuck is a real thing. We've all been there, and it's fairly disruptive to progress. When we're stuck, we stop, or at least we slow way down. And the slower we go, the less momentum we have to support us, because momentum, once that ball's rolling, it kind of helps move you forward, even when you aren't trying. And the less momentum we have, the more likely we are to stop. So instead of trying to fake it until you make it, what if we make it until we make it? If you've been with me for long, then you've probably heard me talk about momentum and how important it is to take ridiculously doable steps towards your goal. And to me, that advice is the perfect partner for making it till you make it. The best remedy for being stuck is to get yourself unstuck. And the way to do that is just keep doing the thing until you find the way through the problem. And this applies to more than just creativity. It's a life skill. If you're stuck at work, in a relationship, in a personal health crisis, or in a pottery class, wherever you're stuck, just do the very next thing. So let's talk about a few ways to make it till you make it, because I think one or more of these might just be the kick in the pants you need to get back on track. First, put the car in reverse. Now, That probably sounds crazy coming from me because I'm always talking about moving forward. But when it comes to making and creativity, making it till you make it can quite literally remind us to open up the cupboard where our maker things live and take out the project and sit down with it and figure out what comes next, even if it means we have to pull the whole thing apart and start over. As in the case of knitting yourself three sleeves on a sweater, um, starting over might be the only option. Or can you backtrack to a spot where you did know where you were headed? 
This can happen a lot for writers because it's easy to get going down one track with your ideas and then you reach a point where you realize that there's nowhere else this character or this story can go if it continues in that direction. So you have to backpedal a little bit. And that's not a bad thing. It's still progress if it gets you out of the weeds. Backtracking isn't failure, and it doesn't even have to be a setback, really. If you think about it, once we get stuck, progress halts. So really, having to backtrack a bit means being able to get moving again, and movement is progress. So if you have a project that needs to go in reverse so that it can move forward, that's the next right step. So just think of it like a car that's stuck in a ditch, Often, the way out of the ditch is to go in reverse. So hey, sometimes making it till you make it means going backwards, and that's okay. Second, look for a workaround. I am a keen advocate of the humble workaround, and I'm a pretty prolific maker of things, and people often ask me how in the world I'm able to produce so much content. I write books, I design patterns, I teach workshops, I blog, I podcast, and I travel a lot. And I'm also a wife and a mother and a friend and a sister. I identify with a hummingbird because I feel like my wings are flapping a thousand times a minute just to keep up. And the truth is, the way I do that is by keeping momentum no matter what. If I run into a problem, I will immediately look for a way around it. If I have an extra stitch in my knitting, I don't analyze it. I just get around it. In knitting terms, I knit two together and I keep going. So if you're painting and you got a dab of green paint where it doesn't belong, maybe that becomes a happy little tree. Thanks to Bob Ross, right? Whatever is in your way, find a way to make it work or get around it. The important thing is that you keep moving. The third thing is sometimes you've got to scratch it. Sometimes when I sit down to write my podcast episode, I'll start on a topic that I'd planned for the week. Like I have this great plan and I try and plan far ahead, even if I'm not necessarily implementing my plan far ahead. I usually try and outline what I'm going to be talking about. And sometimes I'll get down to writing it and I'll realize the idea just isn't flowing. Even though it started out great and I really loved the idea, it starts to fizzle out and I can't come up with what I need to round out the episode and tie it all together. And when that happens, I scratch it. I just set that idea aside and I start over with a completely different idea. I like to think it's the universe's way of letting me know that the first idea just isn't what you needed to hear this week. The idea I set aside, it might simmer on the back burner until later on when it feels right, or it might be gone forever. I don't know. I've learned that it's important to be willing to let a project go if it's not a good fit. It doesn't mean you failed because gosh, if every time I didn't record an episode I'd started for this podcast meant failure, then I would have failed a hundred times already. But instead, this is the 20th episode. Hooray. And I'm super proud of that. I'm able to keep moving forward because I don't let getting stuck be a barrier. I just scratch the project or scratch the topic and I move on if that's what I need to do. Number four is solve it later. Some problems don't need to be dealt with right now. If you don't know how Brenda's going to meet her love interest in your novel, then maybe working on developing some of the other characters until inspiration strikes is the answer. If you can't think of a caption for your hand-illustrated greeting card, then draw the next one and come back to it. Go where the action is in your creative life. If you can work on something else while the problem simmers on the back burner, do that. It keeps you moving forward. Momentum is the difference between reaching your creative goals and fizzling out. 
If you can't get the ball rolling where you are, set aside the part that you can't fix right now and come back to it with a fresh perspective. I don't know about you, but when I walk away for a while and I work on something else, often the problem that seemed insurmountable at the time is often pretty simple to fix. It's like I just needed a little space so I could get unstuck. And I am sure that's happened to you. So apply that here too in your creative life. Last but not least, live with it. This comes up a lot in my knitting community, but I think there's a lesson here for all creatives, no matter what your particular creative genre might be. If you've made a mistake and you can't backtrack and you can't work around it or come back to it or scrap it all together, then it might be time to just live with it. I'm not saying accept mediocrity. I'm a high achiever and I don't want to create anything that's not awesome. But at the same time, I also know that if I get stuck on perfection, which is super easy to do and is often a struggle for me, then I'll never actually make anything. I can't tell you how many blog posts, newsletters, and podcast episodes, and even knitting patterns that I've created that I wasn't entirely happy with. There were things I would have liked to change, but there just wasn't time. And ultimately, I chose to meet the goal and hit the deadline rather than keep fiddling with it until it met my expectations of perfection. I don't know about you, but I could seriously fiddle and tweak and improve a project to death because there's always another way to make it better. But if we get stuck there, we'll never live up to our creative potential. And that's not the goal here. Last week I was traveling and I was in a full day conference. I mentioned it earlier in San Diego with really high energy experiences from the first thing in the morning until the last thing at night. It was go, go, go all day long. I was absolutely pooped and I felt like my brain was turning into mush, but I hadn't gotten my newsletter written yet. And I send that out um, every Thursday. And normally I try to do that before I go out of town. So I'm not scrambling or worrying about it while I'm not in the office. But things didn't go according to plan, and I was busy right up until the last minute when I left. So there I was, ducking the crowd over the lunch break so I could hide out in my hotel room for an hour and get that newsletter written and sent out. At the time I was writing it, I felt like a total cop-out. I didn't feel like I had anything really exciting to say or anything super interesting to share, and it's really important to me to provide value. Like If someone's going to take the time to read my email, I want it to be worth their time. But I did it anyway because consistency is also really important to me. And incidentally, the one time I didn't send out my newsletter on a Thursday, I actually got two emails from people asking me where my newsletter was. So if you don't think anyone will notice, trust me, they will. So consistency, I really, really rely on that. So I wrote the newsletter. I didn't feel like it was necessarily my best work or the most inspirational message I've ever written. But I did put my heart in it, and I sent it with the hope that someone out there would hear the encouraging words that they needed that day. But because I hadn't fiddled with it and perfected it for days and days, it felt kind of rushed and off the cuff. I figured, well, if nothing else, I got it done, and done is better than perfect. But you know what? This surprised me. I got quite a few email responses to that newsletter telling me it was just what they needed to hear and that they felt I was writing directly to them. Wowza, right? I created something imperfect, and it was exactly the right thing in that moment. It touched the hearts of those who needed it. In fact, I got more responses to that email than usual. I always get a few replies, and I try to write back to everyone who takes the time to respond, but this time, I got far more than normal. This is what it tells me. 
that your absolute very best work you could ever do could be amazing. It might be fantastic, but if it's sitting on a shelf and it's not out into the world, then it's not doing anyone any good. Whatever art form or creative practice you're called to do, your message and your contribution can make a difference even when it's not perfect. In fact, imperfect creativity might actually make a bigger impact than perfection. Think about that for a minute. Imperfect creativity can change lives. I believe that. In fact, in the responses I received to my last newsletter, I heard from someone who had just started her stage three cancer treatment the day she received my newsletter. And when she read what I had written, it was just the message of encouragement she needed to hear. So tell me that our imperfect effort can't make a difference in someone's day or life. You don't know who needs the message that you came to share, and you may never know. You might not be lucky enough to get an email from someone telling you that what you offered up today was just what they needed, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Don't wait until you know for sure. Don't wait until there's no doubt left because that time is never going to happen. Don't wait until you've smoothed out the edges so completely that no one will ever know it's handmade. Don't wait until you've perfected portrait art. Don't wait until you have permission. Don't wait, don't wait, don't wait. You were born for this. And you know it. So get moving and get out there and use your power for good. Someone is waiting for you. Don't stand them up. That's it for this week, but I'll be back again next week with more juicy creative inspiration. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your day with me and letting me be the voice in your head that tells you, hey, you've got this. 